Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 632 for the week of May 21st, 2022. I'm Chris Privetier. I'm here joined with by Cat Eclipse Aww. or Eclipsia von Luna on the on the stream. Um, I have a higher quality camera, so you have better cat cat videos on the internet. So I can really see the butthole. You can really see the butthole. <laughs> High def butthole. <laughs> um, also joining me, Kelly Ryan. Uh, COVID free for the time being. Yay! Did you have COVID? Um, there was a scare. There was a scare. There was definitely a scare because shortly after the show ended last week, I get an email from my company. That's like there's been confirmed cases after the sales meeting. Oh, what a shock! And it was like, (laughs) yeah, we told you that would happen before the sales meeting. I I told you that there should have been more concern Uh-oh. about this, and then I, so I ordered the uh, free Ooh. tests from the post office, and then that, later that night my throat starts getting scratchy, and it's like, oh boy, I I wonder how this is gonna play out. <laughs> so I I did the whole like swab the inside of my nose thing, and luckily it, the test came out negative. Of course, you also told me that those tests aren't nearly as accurate. Yeah, so they are that's not. Fun. Yeah, sorry about um, that. Um, <laughs> but I, I, for the time being, I'm COVID free. I I still ended up getting a sinus infection, which has oh. sucked, which is why I sound you know all deep voiced and sexy. So sultry I is the word. Yeah. Oh, I apologize in advance for any coughing fit that ends up on air because they just kind of happen out of nowhere. I'll just be talking and all of a sudden I'll, I'll feel that tickle in the back of my throat and it's like, oh, crap. Here it comes. Um. So, yeah, that, that's been my week. And your cat got some teeth removed. Yes. Um. Had to have two molars removed. Was very loopy and out of it yesterday or th- Thursday. And then today she is like, oh, I love you, mommy. Please give me more attention. Oh, kind of like this? Yes. On the camera? Okay. <laughs> um, right, right now she's pa- passed out in their kitty bed. If you Somehow uh, I don't think that will be Scotty's reaction to no. getting some teeth removed next week. No. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Joining us, Josh Carpenter <laughs> and Scotty. How are you two doing today? Uh, I don't know where Scotty is. Like I said, usually probably <laughs> plotting my doom. Normal, normal Scotty, be, normal yeah. Scotty status. Where is he? Exactly. We don't know. Just pray he isn't planning something for you. Um, is this just like normal old man teeth removal, or? Yeah, what? I think so. We we don't totally know because he wouldn't really let us look, but we could tell. Like, yeah, at least at least one needs to come out. Yeah, they'll go in there and get a good look at him when he's out. Yeah. Uh, well, what you look other than the constant hissing where they where they try to get a good look? Well, that was the only way we were able to look. Kind of poke him in the face with the the wooden <laughs> stick, and he hiss at us and slap. The and like the, the the vet's like, see, see, look at that too. Like, yeah, it doesn't look good. Okay. <laughs> oh. What did you do? Th- that is the most. 
I don't want to say unprofessional, but most unconventional way I've ever heard about of that taking a look at a cat's teeth. Well, well Scott, Scotty wasn't going to let her, you know, just like sit there and actually pull the mouth open and look at the teeth. Like, no, nah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> Constant unfettered anger. <laughs> and, and yet still wasn't the vet's worst cat. <laughs> yeah, somehow. We've had worse. <laughs> okay. Good to know. I, I didn't need gloves, so this is a good day. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> they get worse than this, huh? Because have you ever seen cat the angry cat videos on YouTube? Oh yeah. I think we were watching one pre. We were yeah, talking. Did about you this know cats week. can fly? <laughs> they go up walls, Josh. It's weird. They defy gravity. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they could fly, but I did learn that they can certainly mew up a storm when they want to, because we had to isolate Alice in the bathroom overnight, um, you know, to take away food from her. Because uh, cause we free feed our cats. We just have like a big old uh, feeder that does, um, you know, put, put like about a bunch of cat food in it, and the cats just kind of eat at their will. And when you have six cats, you, it's hard to take away that for all of them. So I, I put her in the ba- my personal bathroom overnight, and I thought that she was just going to go go to sleep. And no, it was mew, 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 mew for an hour. And I, I feel I, I feel her husband uh, put on earplugs in the middle of the night, and he, he was like, "Oh, I I thought that you wouldn't need him because you were already asleep." I'm like, "No, I, I wasn't already asleep. I was I too was." awakened by the muse you could have got up and gotten earplugs yeah but i was comfortable at that point. <laughs> okay i see i was comfortable and non-sleeping yeah <laughs> okay um so so it's sort of talking about games because yeah i've had a sinus infection all week so i've i've tried to game a little bit in between um coughing fits and naps of exhaustion um you married someone in, in a game this week, right? Yes, I finally married Wolfie Boy. Yay! In Rune and Factory it, 5? Yeah. Okay. Um, so now I'm I'm considering myself done, done with the game because credits rolled when you get married. And his story is kind of cute when you marry him because um, he, he goes into a thing about um, that he doesn't want to – his end is failing and that he doesn't want to ask for help. And I, I also don't know if this happens with all of the potential bachelors and bachelorettes, but you can give each other nicknames. Um, so, so his nickname for me was Cutie, and my nickname for him was Puppy. And they refer to each other as that for like the rest of the game. Well, until you get married, and then you do more fancy nicknames like Honey and something else oh uh, honey uh, is the fancy nickname <laughs> uh hu- honey and papa is what i picked papa oh yeah oh He'll, he likes it when you call him big papa <laughs> <laughs> um but at, at that point it's like okay I, I need to put this down before um chris screams at me to play something else for god's sake i i, I have decided and we'll get to this when we talk about Josh, that someone else needed my attentions this week to be screened. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I tried playing more Valkyria Chronicles, and I'm, I'm enjoying the game, but 
my husband makes this joke about how strategy games are boring to him because one battle takes like all day. Um, and with, with some games, that not true, but that sure is true for freaking Valkyria Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it is once you get until you get the hang of like breaking the maps and figuring out like, OK, like once again, like I just need to move my tank up here and mm-hmm. mortar this one position and then I can just run Alicia across the map and throw a grenade in that last one and then just capture it. And I'm done in yeah. like five minutes. Yeah, um, I'm not that good yet, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, de- yeah, yeah. That desert map that I was doing that you said is right before the difficulty spike, by the mm-hmm. way, it took me all night last night. And that mm-hmm. was partially because I I think I had four save files going. <laughs> because yeah, I'd forgotten I, you could su- skate, save scum in, the, in yeah. the first game. And I've been doing that a lot, and it's helped me a lot because <laughs> I've been like – and the problem is the game because I you know, would go into a sniper and realize, oh, I am out of ammo, and I am committed to this action, and I cannot back out of it. Uh, on, on that, there is a small little indicator when you uh, highlight a character. There's a little ammo indicator yeah. if they're out of ammo so, you, so you'll know. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. Uh-huh. Yeah, you um, will you uh, yeah, you will learn that the hard way. <laughs> Sorry. Or yeah, I've also accidentally cuz when they're kind of grouped up, it's really hard to click on an individual one, so I've accidentally clicked on one when I meant to click on another and had to back out of a save. Um boy, an auto save after each turn would really be nice and then do a hard one uh for for like turns where you did well. But that that's just me being a big old baby. <laughs> well, it, it tells you the era that it was made in. It's still PS3, so yeah. Auto save wasn't absolutely uh, everywhere by that by that point. And unfortunately, although they've you know up, all they've really done with the upgrade is just kind of make it work on newer consoles. They mm. haven't really gone back and and changed that kind of stuff. Unfortunately. But but still, being able to save scum is so nice. And like, okay, that's my edge. That's how I'm going to get through this. Um, yeah, because there's no real like difficulty slider. No, so it's just like, oh, that turn did well. Hard save. Um, <laughs> but like, and I've, I've been, and it's it's cheating. But I don't care at this point. I've been doing save scumming for stuff like terrible RNG. Like, if you go to my Twitter right now, I have a video that I posted, and it's fun getting to be able to post this stuff, by the way, where there's there's two Lancers right next to each other. I mean, they're, they're like, literally a foot apart. And I try to hit one with the tank mortar, and it just whiffs on both of them. And it's like, how did you miss that? Yeah, it... Well, I think part of that with the the tank is even though it looks like a huge shell, mm-hmm. it it it's actually just kind of doing one point. And the thing about the about Valkyria Chronicles is it always shows you that cone of where your shots are going to go, but it can go anywhere in that cone. Mm-hmm. So if unless that cone is completely over, you know, the enemy, like there is that chance of missing. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it sure made for an amusing video because <laughs> I, I got some likes on that one. I was, How did you miss that? And I, I just I would have thought that that shot would have grazed an arm, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
It does happen. Like, yeah, yeah, using the, especially where you're using a uh, the actual anti-tank ammo against against regular enemies is kind of tough. They miss quite a bit. I um, I, sh- I should have just been using, well, I said I should have been using mortars, but it was lancers, and apparently they're very resistant to those. Mm-hmm. They're resistant to any sort of explosives. So you need to use the machine gun. Oh. Don't forget I, the machine gun on the tank. I, 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 yeah, I forgot that there was a machine gun. How many guns are there on this tank? <laughs> you get three. Quite, quite a few. Um, so, so yeah, that that was my uh, experience with Valkyria Chronicles, and I, I went over my chronicle for the new TV last week. Um, and I, I kind of wanted to play something a little bit visually, well, what I thought was going to be visually striking to kind of test it out. And I had maquette in my ps5 library that that came from like a free psn download at some point i don't know if you guys have ever heard of that game or not Mm-mm, i'm not familiar it's one of those interesting puzzle indie rpgs that is like t- telling a story through environmental storytelling but is also a puzzle game mm. and with maquette it was telling a story about a couple but you're um there's this big dome in the center and it has a diorama of of different places and if you put objects in the diorama they will appear large in the actual places that you go to out of the dome so you have to solve puzzles that way like you get a key you take it out of the diorama and set it down and the key is small or no, the key is large. And then you put it in the diorama and you can, you can use the key as a bridge, for example. What's, what's that game on PS5. That's kind of like that. Super sub, subliminal, super liminal. Oh, that's on a lot of things. If it, if it's super liminal. Oh, wait, uh, no. Um, it's another indie game. Yeah. Like um, Superliminal is is the one where things look big and then you get up and they're really tiny and vice versa yeah. and stuff. Is that the one you're yeah, thinking it's of? A game like, yeah, that's a game like that. Okay. Only you're placing objects to make them big or tiny to get, get through this puzzle thing. And, and there was like one point where there were three different dishes and you had to like put a key into them to make them big enough to be able to fit in a, um, a lock. And it's like I, I messed with this puzzle for like an hour trying to figure out what the combination was to get the key to get to be the right size because like outside of the room, the key becomes giant if you put it in the hole. Hmm. And it reaches a point to where you can't even pick it up. It gets so big. And it's like finally I get frust- frustrated and go look it up like, oh, I have to make the key huge to be able to get up on this ledge to get the actual key. Um that will actually turn into the right size when I put it in the right hole. And bear in mind, I'm, I'm doing this stuff as I'm getting sick. And that's why I wanted to talk about the game because boy, the whole putting things in holes to make them larger kind of thing made for some interesting fever dreams because that night I went to sleep and was dreaming that I was having to put pills in the holes to make them small enough to swallow. (laughs) Um, because, cause, yeah, it also reaches a point where you like unlock a third layer of the maquette where things are tiny size and then things are normal size. And then the third layer is, layer is that you're tiny and things are huge. Huh. 
So having to figure out puzzles that way and you end up very uh, mouse sized at that point. And it's like, okay, I'm in the normal sized version of this and I see that there's a crack. So I need to figure out how to get into the uh, small version of this. So, so what's uh, the RPG aspect of this? It, it wasn't an RPG. It was an indie, like a five hour indie game. Oh, I'd, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was playing. What was this called again? Maquette. Maquette. All right. Um, Oh, Mecca. Oh. How do I spell it? Yeah. I, the I, VR I think... one? VTR? No, that's different. M A Q U E T T E. Oh. Maquette. Is this um, VR and... or no? I, it should know, be, I don't you know? know. It, sh- it sounds it like it should be. be. <laughs> um, it, it would certainly make me sick as a dog if I did try to play that in VR. My God. Um, cause it is, it's, yeah, it's first person, but it was just an interesting little puzzle game that I was playing just to kind of test out my TV. Um, and the, the story and it's kind of cute, you know, you're, you're playing through the lives of a couple and what happens with them. Um, very reminds me of like a Edith Finch kind of game. Um, and, and it was free on PSN that I downloaded like a year ago. So, uh, yeah, and I, and it was I on to plus break. at some point. So you, if you have plus, you you maybe own it. Yeah, because yeah, because I think that was when the PS5 came out, and they were just giving out PS5 games, um, you know, just for you to have in your library for when you bought a PS5. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, I thought it was going to be a little bit more visually stunning than it kind of ended up being. Um, but then I, it's like I kind of got sucked into this because I, I like this whole put put stuff into the diorama to make a big version of mm-hmm. it. You um, like to shove things in holes. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that that's not dirty at all. No, not at all. What are you talking um, about? A very, very cute little game. I did to be a, I mean, I was probably already emotional because I was starting to come and down, come down with something, but I nearly wanted to cry by the time I was done with it because the story does kind of get a little weepy. Aww. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I played. Uh, it's it's been kind of a blur, very much f- fever dreams and lots of naps and watching of Kitten Academy because I'm too sick to do anything else. Um. It's been neat having the Kitten Academy feed on the big screen, though. Yeah. Didn't you have, like, I, a Chromecast left... or something before? You couldn't do that before now? Um, No, I could, but the nice thing about TV, this TV is that it remembers my settings. Oh, do you refer so... to TV as just TV? Is that its name? The nice thing about TV is... <laughs> you personify the television. <laughs> oh, she's laughing. <laughs> you made her cough. Or coughing. Rather, yeah. Wait for her to come back. <laughs> New note: Don't tease her about TV. <laughs> nope, she's gone. <laughs> Vaughn, go look at her. Oh, sorry, oh. <laughs> I, I muted because I was coughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I named it Game TV because Game TV. uh, for Lady in the Can. Mm. Um. And, and and my my other one would just kind of reset to whatever it 
whatever the default setting was when I would turn it off, but this one remembers the last thing you were doing. So I'd just been leaving it on YouTube and the Kitten Academy feed, so I turned it on, and if I need background noise, it's like, okay, here's kittens. And they have a new litter of three-week-old kittens that is very, very adorable this time around. As opposed to the times when they're not adorable? Um, Sorry, Josh was about ready to say something. No, no, well, it was kind of a non sequitur. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just about the about the TV remembering what you're doing like that. That mine does that too, but it also has that feature for like turning things on. I don't know if yours does that too, where it'll turn on like your console. But the the problem oh, is, yeah. is like it will remember what I was doing last. So if the last thing I was doing was like the PlayStation Five, and I turn on the TV, then it will swap and turn on the PlayStation. I'm like. No, no, I just want to watch something like and then you have to deal with like turning it off. And yep, it does that with me, too. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Mixed blessing. And there she goes again. I uh, I think this is an indicator that I've been talking so much. Yeah, so you Josh, why Josh? don't you tell us what you've been playing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. I've, I've been playing more Valkyria Chronicles. That That's the I've been playing. Yeah, a mix. One game that I'm really, I really love, and then one game that maybe I don't so much. <laughs> so I've been playing more Valkyria Chronicles. I'm almost done. I've got like two chapters left of that game. I'm, I'm to the the last gigantic tank that comes out that you have to fight. It is interesting to play play it again because I've forgotten how nasty some of the. I, I think I when I think back on this game. I remember the first time you fight Silvaria and that game, that battle being really, really difficult. And then I remember the second battle against Silvaria where she's full on Valkyrie and, and that battle being really difficult, but I had forgotten, like there are other really tough battles in the last few chapters too, that you really got to be careful about how you do them. They're fun and interesting and, it's part of what I like about Valkyria Chronicles is it is one of those games where every single battle is it's different. And I know that's something that some people don't like about Valkyria Chronicles, that they, they think it's almost more puzzle game than strategy game. Cause you have to kind of figure out what, what's the way I'm going to, I'm going to capture the enemy base. And you, you know, it's, it's less about like, slowly methodically moving your characters across the map and wiping out the other enemies it's much more about like okay how how can i how can i take these three or four things and put them together into a stratagem that can just like blast a little hole that i can run someone through and 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 capture the base that i need to and and that's what i've loved about it so far is being able to figure it out like a puzzle you, I mean, that, that's part of what I like about it is you can play it the other way. You can play it straight strategy. You can take your, you know, you, like you can put down all your enemy forces and you can slowly march your way across a map and do it very methodically and play it like a traditional strategy game. Or you can sit there and break it. <laughs> and the game actually encourages you to break it because you you get way more experience and money for just defeating the missions quickly rather than you don't really get a lot of extra rewards for killing extra enemies. And we'll probably have more, <clears throat> more elaborate thoughts on uh, backtrack this week, but yeah, um, that that's definitely what I've enjoyed about it. Um, especially when the game encourages you to like, you know, put your snipers away and then take them out when you uh, claim the base. 
Yeah, and, and some of that, you know, it being the first game, like it doesn't do a great job of telling you that that stuff that you have to learn because it will it it almost encourages you when you're starting out like, oh, you know, like you have a choice to put out eight, you know, like you get to pick from eight different characters you want to put out. Well, a lot of times you're actually better off not filling all your slots so that you have some empty slots so that when you capture a base, you know, a third of the way or halfway across the map, like you said, you can then, you know, bring in a new Lancer or bring in a sniper, which, have you know, the snipers have ridiculously low movement. So it, it's a pain in the butt if you want to move them across the map. But it's much easier if you just capture a base and then just warp them in, you know, later on. But the game doesn't really tell you that kind of stuff. It's it, uh, stuff you have to figure out. It definitely kind of messes you up if you're a Fire Emblem player. Oh, totally. Like, it's it's a very different sort of strategy game from a traditional Fire Emblem or uh, Final Fantasy Tactics style. But, and then you, you seem to have some uh, people with words with you about Euden Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did play more of that like well 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 i was playing that with while well, i was chatting with you guys last saturday and i think chris was getting mad at me while we were playing because <laughs> the the man i've been trying i was trying i've tried so hard with that game because i'm you know like i was very excited and interested about the revival of Suikoden with a bunch of the original uh you know a bunch of the original Suikoden people and so like they're releasing this and it's supposed to be tied into the to the 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 finished Yuden Chronicles and I I'm trying so hard and it just like boy that game is not clicking <laughs> so I should say like when I was talking about it last week, I was only like, what, like two or three hours in and I've played like six or seven of it now. And yeah. Tell me more about the piece of garbage you keep making yourself play. (laughs) So the game, it is one of those that gets somewhat better. It is one of those, God, this it's, it, the the frustrating thing about this game is that the battle system of it was very obviously designed around having a party. You know, like the idea is you'll have a three person party. Each party member is going to be mapped to a different button. And when you press it, you know, it brings them, you know, like it swaps between them and they do their attack. And the whole idea behind the part behind the battle system is like, okay, you're swapping between your different party members and chaining attacks together to get bonuses. The problem is, is that the first three hours of the game, you don't have any party members. So (laughs) it makes the battle system even worse than it is. That, that it becomes later on. It beca- it's the first three hours of the game are such a slog. Well, like um, like the bre- later hours are any better. No, You're not, not enjoying really. it any better. <laughs> I know. I I've the, been the listening. Combat, you play this thing. You don't like it. No, the combat gets gets somewhat better. It's less offensive. I still don't think it's good, but it's like once you get a full complement of party members, it's fine. It's, you know, it's an okay 2D action RPG. Um, the problem is, is that the the actual setup of the game just never gets any better. 
Um, it is still just chore. Yeah, I think that's what Sam called it, chore the RPG, and that's pretty accurate. So, like, I remember. So, I had this instance. You'll you'll have this over and over again. Even the story will just kind of like stop you in your tracks, and you just have to do a constant series of chores. So there was this one instance where, like, the next thing was I had to help this person get a whetstone so he could fix his sword. But of course, I can't just go and get the whetstone. You go to the the mines and go to where the whetstone is, and there's this special rock that's in the way, and you need a lens to to be able to change the polarity of your weapon so that you can break it so i go and i have to go and mine a lens but that's not it because then you have to refine the you have to take a the lens to a special shop to get it fixed and so you have to go that shop isn't open yet so you have to go and get some wood for them so you have to go back to the woods and you know get a bunch of wood and then you have to bring it back and then that shop fixes the lens but then the lens has to be refined and that's a different shop that's also not open that you have to go and do a different fetch quest to get them some rocks so they can open up their shop and then you get that done and then you have to go back to the mines and you know this game sucks yes so all of this is just to move the 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 story the tiniest bit forward and it doesn't really just have a it just doesn't have a strong central narrative to keep you doing this kind of stuff you're going to these same fairly small areas they look pretty good but you end up just having to go to them over and over and over again and it just ah. I don't know. Like, it is just not fun for me. I am just, you know, like I, I kept, I keep trying, I kept trying to, you know, work my way through it, but I'm just realizing like, it, this is one of those where like, nope, nope, I'm not having a good time. I need to bail on it. Well, I'm glad we finally convinced you to do so. Which sounds like a good time. Oh, wait, no. We won't go right into feedback. I need to talk about what I've been playing, which is... uh, What did I do? I started that uh, Assassin's Creed mythology game, a.k.a. Phoenix Immortal Rising. Yeah, that's supposed to be decent. Is that decent? Um, One second. Caused an issue. Sorry, yeah, so that is pretty decent. Um, The... The, uh, what is it? The writing is funny, and I didn't expect it. Is is it good funny? Yeah. Oh, I like good. it, yeah. Um, at first it's a little cheesy, but you, you know, you get into it and you give it some grace because, you know, comedy writing is hard, especially in a video game. But, uh, yeah, it works out, and I'm liking it. Um, I've played through the first area. I need to go back and play some more. It's very much a Breath of the Wild, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, get to the top of the tower, identify all the things you need to go investigate, then go do that game formula. But uh, yeah, it works out. And um, what did we do? Uh, Oh yeah, and I found an area in the first area that it's like, you should leave and come back. You're not ready for this area. It's like the game had to tell me to stop exploring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like oh okay so is it better that it tells you or is it better that you go and just i'm get not sure and... you know I, it saved me some 
time by telling me, that's for sure. Yeah. So, there you go. Oh, what's going on with... uh? Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was still muted or not. Hmm. Um, so, so, it's funny. You are going down the comedic... Uh, the comedic open world game route. In the meantime, I got a $50 gift card from my mom for my birthday, so guess what I picked up? I already know the answer, so I can't guess. Uh, I I bought Elden Ring, but it's not here yet. Oh. Still maidenless. Yeah, still. Well, I mean, I am a maiden, but I have a... You're still maidenless. Yeah, yeah. But you were surprised when I said that I got that, Chris. Yeah, but I mean, we've talked about it in the past. I just thought you'd finally decided that um, you probably weren't going to enjoy it. But I guess you decided otherwise that you are going to enjoy it. And you're giving it a go. So good luck. When, enjoy. When it was, well, one, when it was posed to me that it was pretty much a grown-up Breath of the Wild, then that piqued That's, my interest. Yeah, but then but, it's still a Souls game. Then two, you know, you have a copy, and I, I have a copy, and I you're do. you're much better than I am. So maybe you can help me. I'm not that good though. <laughs> I'm better well, we than both... you, and I've played it more, but that doesn't mean I'm good at it. We we can both suck at it together, which doesn't sound dirty at all. Oh no, but there's questions about how fun that is. <laughs> it it'll be fun for us, and probably for Anna when you're screaming at me over Discord. Go level up on your own. No, Chris, it's too hard. Well, I'm going to give it a fair shake. What would you actually say? You would say, like, I don't know what you would say. I don't play games with you. I don't know how you game. We played Monster Hunter together, and I didn't annoy the shit out of you. That's true. You didn't. But also... um, Usually, what I what I say when I'm gaming is, uh, "Alice, get off the damn amiibo shelf." Well, all right, that's fair. So, Scamper, yeah. stop sitting in front of the TV. Scamper doesn't move. Sorry. Like, like, no, Murray, no, you know, Murray, lay down. Murray, lay down. I can't see Murray. For the love of God, lay down. Because, um, yeah, he likes to he likes to stand like right on my chest in between me and the TV. Oh yeah. That's where he's got your undivided attention. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Vaughn, I was thinking that was not a hesitating long pause. And they're not going to hear it on the show because I trim long silences. <laughs> Vaughn's like, Kelly, I didn't know you the crap out of you, Chris. Chris, long pause. <laughs> That's not what I was doing there. But I knew someone was going to think of it that way. It's okay. It's fine. I've been getting on Vaughn's nerves this week, too. Let's all <laughs> suck at it together. <laughs> That's more accurate. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, it seemed like somebody took issue with your criticism of... Wait, um, but I've also been playing Stellaris. No, oh. that no there, there, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any... Actually, um, did I tell you about unleashing a Cthulian whore last week? No. I unleashed... I. I maybe let an interdimensional eldritch whore through a portal because I thought it would be fun. And then he threatened to destroy me if I didn't, you know, swear fealty. So I did. So that happened. 
Um, so now you're working for Cthulhu. He doesn't have any work for me, so it's cool. Um, but then I decided I'm going to become the the crisis in this game of Scholars. So I'm currently working on um, completing enough objectives that the game will consider me to be a menace to the galaxy and call me the winner. So <laughs> it's an interesting direction I've chosen to go this time. You know, I, it drives me crazy in media when people summon an elder god and think somehow that they're going to be able to get the elder god to do what they want when it's probably the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what's what's to really stop the elder god from just, like, tearing your face off? Well, it's supposed to be an illustration of the overconfidence and full-of-themselvesness that humans can be. And right. you think, well, nobody's actually like that. And then you go and work at certain certain corporations and realize, no, wait, actually, yes, some people are like that. <laughs> they would totally yeah. summon an eldritch whore and be surprised that it didn't bend to their will. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, unless there's like a demon contract in there somewhere, but I highly doubt it. Um, so, yeah, so, sorry, I keep... I keep trying to push Josh to this feedback. Yeah, I I, we want to get it. it. What did Featherhoof throw the gauntlet down and say? Come on. Featherhoof had a counterpoint for, for my criticism. The question of the week was, what game should you have given up on but didn't? And then Josh actually got a personal writing from Featherhoof here in the in the thread about a Uden Chronicle Rising. So, here we go. Featherhoof says, I wanted to make a counterpoint to y'all's feelings on Ayudan Chronicle Rising, as well from the perspective of someone enjoying the game. My apologies if this isn't the place for that. This is totally the place for that, Featherhoof, so let's get into it. I'm about four hours in, and I agree that the in the beginning combat is basic, bare bones, and boring, and almost scared me away from the game as well, but... After upgrading my weapons and armors, which add more hits to the combos and new abilities, and adding another party member I can link attacks together with, I it got substantially better and more fun. And it gives me hope that it'll continue in that vein as it goes on. I think my only other real criticism with the game so far is the opening hours are pretty dull. It's all tutorial land, unlocking all the game's town systems in the front, where a better paced game would probably have paused its, parsed its unlocks and systems as the games went on. But now that I'm past that, have all those shops and businesses built and open, and I can focus on the rest of the game, it's been more fun. All right, Josh. Like I said, I mean, the the combat definitely gets better once you get party members and you can do the combos. The, the thing is, is that if you're going to design a game around this combo system, why the heck do you have the first, like, three hours of the game not have any party members in the system it reminded me of nino cooney which had that problem where you start god what was it how how long was it kelly before you actually got party members in nino cooney is it like five it was, six it was a long yeah, time especially the one that you know tames familiars which is kind of the whole point of the game i, I just remember that from nino cooney having the problem where you couldn't heal when you had a familiar out and so you had to take your familiar back in, but then the enemies would just focus on Oliver and it would come and whack him. And so I'd have to like pull the familiar out and run away from the enemy and try and heal before they would whack, whack him and then get the familiar back out so that they would focus on that. The whole combat system was obviously designed around having a party. And it was bizarre that they forced you through this awful, you know, five, six hour slog where you didn't have a party. And Yudin has that same sort of problem to it. I guess the 
it definitely, in fairness, the combat definitely gets better as you get further on and you get a party and you can level up your your weapons. It does. I, I just don't feel like that there's a good enough central story to keep you to want to, even after that point, like I got to that point, I kept going and I'm still like, I just don't really care about this story. And it continues to just be incessant fetch quests. And I'm going back over and over again to the same places again. So it's just not, you know, like, I don't think that the combat is good enough to make up for that. But, you know, your mileage may vary. And, and you get a kangaroo guy. You do get a kangaroo who guy. Who has full boots, but only uses the front. It, the kangaroo diet guy also does the, the thing of, you know, he gripes about you taking on all these menial quests the whole time. And the oh. only time that's ever worked for me with the game is like, why are you taking all these menial quests that we're giving you as the game? The only oh, time no. that's ever worked for me is near. <laughs> Grimbar Vice is the only one that can get You mean when they're that. actually making a substantive point or, you know, yes. adjust the gameplay about uh, in reaction to that rather than just pointing out, hey, doesn't our game suck? And then you being <laughs> like, yeah, why am I playing it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they quite understood what they were saying with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree, Josh. The fact that it was Vice saying that is what made that funny. You know, just because Liam O'Brien kills his voice acting, like always, with that line. Like, oh, why are you doing this? Well, and, and so much of Nier is about, like, exploring those those sort of, like, RPG tropes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that matters in the story in some way, or it's making a point philosophically, or or at least just is handled better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, I wish I could remember what quest it was that he said that now, because it was hilarious. I think it was one of the fishing quests, maybe, which was oh. the, uh, by far the most tedious. Yeah. God, I forgot how t- right. how bad the fishing was in that game. So I want more opinions. I I Uden Chronicles Rising. I want like this uh, IGN review I have rolling on the stream right now. They like it too. So it's like we've got some we've got some mixed opinions on this game. I want to hear more. Did they also get a hat full of money? I don't know. Well, I <laughs> I don't think they do that I'm, anymore. I'm sorry. They could, but I don't think so. I don't think it's mostly because the money isn't out there. Like people don't have money to pay off reviewers. Like, Oh, not that they ever did, but even so they have even less now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh hold on, hold on. What? Yeah. So Stephanie Tinsley shop and other PR people did a panel at PAX like a couple weeks ago when PAX East or whatever it was, was where, uh, Mm -hmm they point out that reviewers won't actually take money. <laughs> it's been tried, <laughs> but they won't take it because they know how bad it is for their reputation. That said, we all know there's a few reviewers out there. They take some money. <laughs> they're just not, they're not the reviewers you read or care about. <laughs> Look, direct all hate mail at Red Rock 963 on Twitter. I'm sure I will get hate mail for yeah. it. I just, what was that dude who a- stole our reviews in IGN Spain, Anna? <laughs> yeah, he would take money. <laughs> <laughs> I, i've just read many a review where it's like you clearly we're clearly not playing the same game here yeah there's no I mean, way you're that that's how opinions oh this. no don't leave me kitty you're the star of the stream don't leave us almost oh, lost my kitty. cat now that oh, i fixed kitty. the camera i can't lose the cat okay um 
Yeah. Summon another cat. <laughs> Summon another cat. What's our next uh, feedback? Let's see. Shaman writes in and answering the question. I should probably have walked away from Final Fantasy 2 on the PSP around the time that the Maiden's Kiss item I was trying to use on a character with the frog status missed. <laughs> That's right. Your status cure items can miss in that game. Isn't that oh, delightful? Yeah, yeah, isn't that a great idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I ended up rolling credits on it. I stuck it out solely so if I ever have time to finish the offline Final Fantasies, I don't ever have to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Featherhoof gave an answer to the question of the week as well. Instead of buying it on sale twice on two different systems, I probably should have given up on The Last Remnant. On paper, this is a game that should have resonated with me, but it never did, and I'm not sure why. I originally borrowed it from a friend on 360, lost interest, gave it back, bought it on PC to give it another chance, lost interest in almost the exact same spot, bought it again on Switch where I finally finished it, and instead of feeling that sense of, finally, I did it, I just had that hollow that really wasn't worth it feeling. <laughs> Ouch. I've heard that several times about that game. I've never Ouch. tried it, but I've only heard good things, but I guess, I don't know. I've heard some mixed things and some good things, and I thought like I should give it a try, but now I'm, I'm feeling less like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Watson wrote and said, I should have given up on the legend of Je- the legend of Zelda phantom hourglass a long time ago, but I haven't because one, I've been away from home for two weeks, and I only brought my DSi XL in this game with me because I had to leave in a hurry and grab the first thing I found on the way out. And two, I brought my MacBook instead of my gaming laptop. The game would be great if it wasn't for the stupid dungeon where you have to fight through multiple times on a timer, those idiotic stylus controls, and the repetitive Jolene fight. Jolene, Jolene, no, different Jolene. Um, For my next trip, I'll make sure to grab my hacked 3DS instead. Yes. Come on, Bobby. Yeah, that's one of my main uh, trip things that I do. It's like make damn sure I have a game that I'm actually willing to play for several hours. I always get nervous when people say they had to leave in a hurry. Is like, wait, is, are you in the Ukraine? Did you have to evacuate? If so, I'm so sorry. We should send you some other games to play. That being said, I, I this is why I appreciate more digital games now that you can actually uh, put several games on a system at once. As opposed to like the old DS where you could have like only two mm-hmm. DS in the GBA slot. No Name said, I made the mistake of telling myself I'm going to kill Bale when starting Disgaea DS a decade ago, and I'm still playing. Asterix, oh, well, after the- 1,200 hours of still playing. <laughs> I, I think your problem there is that you're playing the absolute worst version of Disgaea. Because it's Disgaea DS? Oh. That, that version is awful. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, uh, uh, imagine, if you will, trying to run something like a Dynasty Warriors on a PS1. Ugh, that so, bad. so it's a Switch game? Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> Understood. Hours. So Hyrule Warriors um, 2. Yeah. Um, the DS was not meant to be able to handle something like Disgaea. <laughs> the DS, no. the game they demoed with Super Mario 3D. Uh, yeah, it's can't handle bad. a 2D game like this guy. <laughs> no. Well, well, maybe NIS wasn't capable of making it work on yeah. DS. Maybe that's it. Platinum Three says I should have stopped playing. I should have stopped playing playing Final Fantasy XII and Ever Oasis. Both were games I was excited to purchase new. Although those these days, I'm not exactly sure. 
Final Fantasy XII ended up being too hands-off with gambits that allowed me to set down the controller and let the game play itself for a bit. Ever Oasis had too much going back and forth and random town stuff for me to pl- enjoy it much. Hmm, sounds like another game, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. These days, I would be game. These would be games that I quit after a dozen hours or so. But back then, I paid full price, and by golly, I was gonna roll credits. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, Final uh, Fantasy twelve. I had to relearn the. I, I put down for a while at like the lighthouse, which I learned later was really close to the end of the game, uh, <laughs> and then had to come back, relearn the game, relearn the entire story relearn how to do gambits and then finish the game and realize, man, if I had known how to use gambits the right the first time, that would have been better. Um, let's see. And uh, Ever Oasis, uh, is that the one that, with the frog guy? I don't remember. No, that was Legend of Legacy. Um, Ever, Ever Oasis. Oh, was this one. Building. Yeah, uh, I think I tried this on Anna's account and said, eh. Um, it, it, Ever she Oasis. She liked it enough. Is... Yeah. It is kind of a Union Chronicle, but done right. But your mileage also may vary because it too was very um, chore heavy. Mm-hmm. But it did a better job of kind of making it interesting. Yeah, it's not like chore heavy games. I mean, that's town building games in general, right? Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. can't they can be good. Um. All right. Well, anyway, Tracer Three says the game that I caught was caught up in was star ocean integrity and faithlessness it took me 30 plus hours to realize that the star ocean part of the name was basically non-existent the star ocean was a lie <laughs> isn't that true for almost all the star ocean games, listen though? listen there's no star ocean yeah there's no star oceaning and then the one that has star oceaning it turns into an mmo or something right i don't know yeah i <laughs> I, I mean, I remember straight. playing the first one on PSP, and you you spent like ninety percent of the game on like a generic fantasy world. Oh, it was in that game, Star Ocean three and four. Oh boy, <laughs> they had planets. Um, so the, they had planets. So I guess this is one of the ones that had planets, but <laughs> didn't I, like I it. I guess. The, <laughs> I thought the first two games were really good, but then that series just went to pot after three. And yeah, my answer to the, this question would have been for i can't believe i stuck with that for all uh 68 god awful hours <laughs> oh the mmo one is five apparently right so okay well the mmo one is three. Oh, all right and five and faithless we can't keep this all straight integrity and faithlessness was five is yeah. five and i nobody likes that one i think if i'm i do recall nobody likes that one <laughs> I remember associating the word faithlessness with um, um, happinesslessness, like nobody is happy, nobody likes it. I I knew that the ness meant nobody likes this game. I don't know why. Tam's excited for Star Ocean 6, though, because he's a masochist, I guess. I'm going to need to read reviews first. I've been burned way too many times on that series. All right. Last Sim on Earth, despite only paying $1 to play it on Game Pass, I definitely feel like finishing Chris Tales wasn't worth the effort, especially as it had some of the most blatant padding I've ever experienced since Bravely Default, a game I actually did give up on. <sighs> Sadly, I think I'm in that same boat. I'm in the final time loops of Bravely Default, and it's just... I can't finish. Sorry, not time loops. You know what I mean when I'm talking about that game. Yeah. It's finish, and I don't want to say anymore. But yeah, I'm in that same, that last part of Bravely Default. I can't finish. I just can't get motivated to. <laughs> and I should. I'm so close. Um, anyway, literally had to stay away from RPGs a month after finishing Chris Tales. Oh man, last sim. That sucks. 
Yeah, if he's comparing it to Bravely Default's padding, that's pretty bad. All right. Um, that, that was uh, pretty bad. So Sorry. that was our that was our feedback. I hope you have some answers for this week's feedback question. We will reveal it once we get to the story it's about. <laughs> do you no. want me to attempt to read news? Please attempt to read news. We will do our best to help. Yes. Okay. Apologize in advance for coughing fits. More thematic this week. Also, if it sounds like I have something in my mouth, I do. It's called a cough drop. Ah. Trust me, this is a better option. This um, is uh, Kelly's sort of, news reading ASMR. Sort of the Vagrant adding to consoles What in is June. Sort of the Vagrant? This is a 2D side-scrolling action RPG set in the world of Mithrilia, and it's definitely chasing that vanillaware art style up to and including the jiggle physics. <laughs> oh, yep, it is. That is very much vanillaware inspired. When, when I was watching that trailer, I was like, is that chick even wearing a top? Oh, yeah, it's just like way at the bottom. Yeah, it, it's glued on. More of a yeah. bottom than a top. Is this uh, th- done by indie people or anyone of yes. actual Vanillaware heritage? Or? Not that yeah. I'm aware of. Well, Dike they did a good Co- job of emulating that art style, I think. So. Oh, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm no prude, but I really hate it when people do boobs like that. Yeah. But hey, at least her thighs aren't bigger than the rest of her body. Oh, God. So that's something. I forgot about that. Yeah. And at least her, I don't think her spine is in a complete S curve. Yeah, the spine, she doesn't have, um, what's that called? Um, when your spine's curved. Um, Scoliosis. Scoliosis. Which I've learned apparently isn't as bad a condition as we were led to believe when we were kids. Apparently, you can be just fine with scoliosis. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. As an artist, the art style and um, Dragon's Dog... Was it Dragon's Dogma? No, it was Dragon's Crown. Dragon's Crown, right. Sorry. That that art style just just makes me want to vomit. <laughs> I thought you said you liked this it. This game looks cool. <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, Dungeon Crawler Hellslave. Yes, launching this month. This um, month, May twenty sixth. That's almost coming up. Yeah, set in the world where the world, uh, the humanity is on the verge of extinction, and I guess you make a deal with the devil. Oh, is this another darkest dungeon? It, yeah, except it's first it, yeah. person. Yeah, a okay. dark fantasy title available on PC via Steam, GOG, and Epic Game Store. All right. Yep. Can look forward to that. I can't play those games. I'm bad at them. Um, but not bad in a fun way. Oh, bad, you bad. guys! You guys have been playing a game this week. I didn't even mention it. I forgot about it. It's my new obsession. I thought I hated this game, and now I can't stop playing it. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's called Slay the Spire. <laughs> oh, I can't stop playing it, and I suck at it. I can't win. I can't win. I keep reading guides. I keep thinking I'm getting better. I can't win, and then I start a new run. Just one more run, Kelly. Just one more run. And I started, I tried this a few weeks ago and I said, this doesn't interest me. And then I tried another run. I was like, mm, I'm going to do another run. I was going to say, are run. you sure you want to tell me that I'm just coming off the inscription high and I like the card mechanics in that game? So this is, this is like that, except you can't manipulate it as easily. There are infinite uh-huh. combos, they do exist. It's just the game doesn't hand them to you like inscription. Hmm. So, 
Yeah. If you know what you're doing and build well, you can win. I'm bad at this game, and I want to be good at it. And that's what frustrates me about Slay the Spire. I should really just play Monster Train instead. <sighs> um, are you anyway, interested in sorry. a new Muso? N- no. <laughs> Was I interested in an old Muso? I guess, yeah, some of the licensed ones. Is this a licensed game? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So oh. <laughs> this is to- Token Rainbow Warriors. What? Um, based based off of a mobile game, apparently. What? Token Rainbow. They lo- licensed a mobile game? Or, I'm I... sorry, an online browser game. No, you just made it worse, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they licensed an obscure online browser mobile game that I don't care about and turned it into a Muso on the Switch? Yep. Oh, no thanks. But Chris, <laughs> apparently Token Rainbow Warriors starts anthropomorphized versions of legendary swords. What? Oh, so they turn the swords into people. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the swords has... Lo- Actually, no. I was going to say, so there's one sword that's got a bunch of cherry petals, but it looks like every sword has a lot of cherry petals, cherry blossom petals. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not a swordsmith history expert. I don't know my Mazamunes from my Murasames from my Murakomos, um, so I can't really keep all that straight and care enough to... No, I'm out. Look, <laughs> uh, unless I can play as Frostmourne, which... Yeah, they, you know they sword. didn't license Frostmourne, Kelly. I know. I know. <laughs> and what would it be? Just favorite. Arthas? <laughs> yes, Frostmourne is Arthas. Now, Tam uh, wants to know if you can date the swords. All of a sudden, you get some people back in with that, if you can date the swords. Given the sword and boyfriend dungeon broke my heart, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. done dating weapons. <laughs> um, so if you're curious about playing with or dating swords, I guess, there's a demo out What is it, on Steam and Nintendo Switch. Oh god, this is a Musa Switch game. That's what I said. Yeah, but play the Steam um, version is going to be my recommendation based on past d- experiences. The demo lets you play through the prologue in photo mode and has 15 playable characters and lets you transfer the same process progress. So, um, side question, write it and tell us if you tried this out. I'm curious. Um, comes out Very. next week. Have fun. Um, Mars Tactics is set for 2023. Uh, it looks like a XCOM clone. It does, and the the art style, I was trying to figure out a way to describe it. Is it, like, rounded off Lego? I mean, it's, it's, it's a very simplistic art style, but it looks like the combat, you know, is a very well-done version of XCOM. Mm-hmm. And it even showed off, like, characters like, oh, hey, if the, the enemies missed on when they were shooting at a character three times in a row, we get, like, these little perks of, like, oh, he's now harder to hit. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it looks like a neat little X- yeah, it looks like a neat little XCOM style game. Um, and the, does X- does XCOM have free aim? No. No. Okay. Yeah, no. So it also looks kind of neat. So yeah, Bar- Mars Tactics this is uh, published by Hooded Horse and developer Takabi, and it's going to be planned to release for PC via Steam in 2023. I don't know. I'm a no. bit graphics horror when I look at this game and be like, I don't want to play this. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, the, the graphics are not going to blow you away did, did you guys ever try to play rebel star tactics on the gba no okay that's, that's uh is style. that the rock paper sh- no wait rebel star tactics 
No. Yeah, it was kind of an XCOM GBA game. Rebel Star Tactical Command, you mean? Yes, yes, that's. Oh, look at this. And this is XCOM. Oh, look at that. That looks cute. Yeah. Yeah, that was the vibe that it gave me. I I got that thinking I was getting a Final Fantasy Tactics, having no idea what XCOM was. Did you end up liking it? Uh, not really. Now I'd probably be very into it because I understand XCOM stuff now, but back then I'd had no idea. Hmm. Um, speaking of tactics RPGs, Chris, did you like uh, Mutant Year Zero? No. Um, because the developers are making a new game, kind of like it. They are? What's it called? Uh, Miasma Chronicles. Oh. <laughs> What's it called, he said, as the title came up on his screen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I all they show is like a announcement trailer or something. So like, mm-hmm. there's a dude and his robot, and the dude's trying to close a portal to something, and his hand starts on fire, and the robot puts it out. And it's like, okay, what does that That's tell it. us? So hmm. somehow this is still a stra- a tactical RPG. Yeah, none of that comes across. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> so, um, Mutant Year Zero was a tactical RPG, but like more of an XCOMy high difficulty sort of thing um cover base that kind of yeah you had to you had to care about your position of everything and also you were punished from trying for trying to clear the map um because you just would run out of stamina or health and just die It, it was extremely hard when i tried to play it um and there was a lot of room to get better at it i i understand but also the gameplay it was asking me to to do of being very slow and plotting and running around the map and thus very punishing if you have to start over um, was not something I enjoyed. So I did not stick with it and I did not want to play it more. So that's why I bounced out of um, uh, that game whose name I've forgotten, Mutant Year Zero. So I don't know if they ever rebalanced that or added an easier mode or anything like that. So I never went back to it, even though it had like real cool character designs, including a duck who had a broken bill and so he duct tape his bill to fix his bill which was amazing um but uh this one looks like it has a fun video i have no idea if this is any good <laughs> so, a, a fun video but god that uncanny valley on that main character is just yeah, uncanny. It. Uh, it's a final uh, fantasy trailer <laughs> as far as I, I, you know. I, I guess we'll see when more information comes out but it's planning on coming to uh, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series X in 2023. When? I said 2023. Oh, 2023. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I queued Just... up the when before you had said it. <laughs> um, in, 505 Games is publishing it, and the de- developers is Bearded Ladies? I didn't know that was the name of that studio. Okay. There you go. And um, we've got another t- uh, RTS RPG, The Valiant, announced from... Uh, THQ Nordic. I can tell from the still on this YouTube video that this is garbage. But let's find out. <laughs> features. That's, a, that's an immediate response, Chris. Um, I've seen <laughs> too many games that look setting. like this. <laughs> yeah, tell me more. Um, former Crusader Theodric von Ackenberg uh, is dragged back into a conflict, and I guess you need an artifact or something. Um. Yeah, looks like war. Was this another one of the ones that didn't show any gameplay? Absolutely, uh, no they gameplay. they are showing. Um, well, let's just say the uh, the horses are f- anatomical. <laughs> 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 I, 
don't know why, but they are. And um, what do we have? Is this all trailer? Yeah, there's no gameplay. Not a lick. It's all trailer. Someone went, somebody, look at our models. We even modeled, yeah, so look at this and be amazed and buy into the vision of our game, which is coming out when? No announcement. No announcement. Yeah. Okay. For what system? All of them? Yeah, everything. Everything but Switch. Switch. All right. I'm rescinding this looks like garbage and saying this looks like... This looks like disappointment after high expectations now with this trailer. Like, look, we put all this care into this beautiful trailer and like, what's the gameplay? (laughs) We're going to find out it's just heads on a map, aren't we? Yeah, probably. (laughs) So what is this? This isn't Paradox, is it? Oh, THQ Nordic. Okay, I don't know. Action, RTS, and RPG. That doesn't mean anything. That's too many genres to mix and have it mean something. So, I mean, is that like a Total War game then? I honestly have no idea. Okay. Middle, he recruits new allies and leads them into smaller scale battles within unique missions. Use to select which heroes to deploy in each mission. Each hero has different skill trees. And then it's also oh, going to be multiplayer. Oh, boy. So there's going to be cooperative three-player last man standing mode where okay. the players face hordes of enemies. All right. as well as I'm revising my opinion again. Um, I'm upgrading it from garbage and from disappointment to this game's probably pretty good, but it's way too hard for Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So that is a that is the highest praise I can probably give this game. Um, I will probably forget about it until the next story pops up, and then I was like, is this the game that had no gameplay? This is the game with the horse stuff. I didn't even see the horse stuff. Yeah, well, it's... There's you know, horse junk? There's horse junk. You know, Red Dead Redemption has opened the door. <laughs> Can we close it? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Everything has to be anatomically correct. The artists are coming out and saying, we want to draw life as it is, and you have to deal with it. I, I mean, I, I say that, but cat butthole was funny but that's cat <laughs> you see that you, enough anyway. you have a special asset you have a special exception for cats yes yeah <laughs> anything um, else like i don't want to deal with that in my game time <laughs> put that stuff away <laughs> put a shirt on <laughs> we've got a greedfall 2 the dying world announced um this is that three years before the previous events of the first game and you control a new protagonist and a follow-up to 2019's Greedfall developed for PC and currently unspecified consoles with a release window of 2024. Whoa. What is that dog got on? Hold on in this thing. That dog has like leather patches studded onto its skin. What is this game? The Dying World. Okay, so everything's a zombie. <laughs> Once again, no gameplay. Well, there's like a a moose monster. That's some sort of like lizard oh, thing no. they were fighting against. Is this dog just wearing leather armor? Yeah, yeah. that's what it looks it's like. It's leather me. armor. Yeah, look at that. Oh, but it's like put on with really sick attachments, so it looks nasty. Like, don't screw with that dog. I would think that all of that stuff would get in the way of the dog's function. Yeah, but look at what the dog's fighting. This giant g- gila monster. So... They kind of need the the armor to be competitive. 
what is this game? Is this like a Might and Magic game? Like, what does this turn into? It's Greedfall. I don't even know. Oh, it's Greedfall. Greedfall. Oh, so that's like um, that's like a Skyrim game, isn't it? I believe so. Uh, Greedfall. I'm not sure. It's spiders. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an action RPG. You know, walk around and punch things sort of game. So, whatever. Greedfall. Greedfall two. Now, this one I'm curious about. Rural Life RPG Spirit Tea announced. It's it's basically you're running your own uh, hot spring or Japanese hot spring or bathhouse. Sorry. Ooh, there's so a cat spirit. Yeah, and it's it's basically spirited away, but Stardew Valley. <laughs> so your parents get turned into pigs? Oh, not exactly. Okay, so not really the, like the, spirited away. The bathhouse itself is giving me um, spirited away vibes. There's ghosts, is what you mean. Yeah, spirits it, will help. We'll and it's Japanese-inspired. Yeah. Um, you can eventually attract great lord spirits. Ooh. It's more like yokai. Yeah. I can't even tell what kind of cat that's cat demon that's supposed to be. Because it doesn't, doesn't have multi-tails, so it's not a uh, Nekomata. I think this is just like a lucky cat sort of thing. Yeah. Because it's floating on a coin. <laughs> you just put a but. chicken in the bath spring. That's Don't do that. You got to keep those clean. Whoa! Tiger God just came a, and showed up to the bath. All right. Um, well, I didn't see that bit in the trailer. That just got cool. abducted by crows. <laughs> Okay, stuff's going on in this game. This looks cool. Uh, Spirit T, S P I R I T T E A, by No More Robots and Cheese Ma- yeah, Cheese Master Games, twenty twenty two. Um, planned for release on PC and unspecified consoles later this year. It'll probably come to Switch. More than likely. More, more, than, likely. more than likely. Yeah. Um. We've got another uh, tactics RPG. Oh, but it's by Compile Heart. Yeah, but, but Sting's it, involved. Okay. But it's Fairy Fencer F. No. Is, is that good? I don't remember. Anna liked Anna, it. Okay, Anna, Anna liked it. <laughs> That's all we've got. <laughs> I've heard that Fairy Fencer is one of the more playable Compile Heart. I played I've played a bunch of it. It's fine. I got bored with it because it's a lot of the combat is really obnoxious and hard and well skills either easy or hard depending on what difficulty level you pick. And then you learn how to level up and abuse the systems and then everything's super duper easy even on the hardest settings. Mm-hmm. And then it's just basically click and watch story scenes from a menu like a like a uh neptunia game and i just i don't know why just did i couldn't i couldn't anymore just couldn't i'm sorry well if you're if you're excited about refrain cord set the release for ps4 and ps5 and switch in japan on september 15th i don't Vaughn is late hold on Vaughn is yelling at me for calling it compile and it's compile apparently or something. He, he yells at me for that too. I can Why? never remember how to. Is it because it. it's a Japanese game and we have to say compile? No, 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 no. Okay, I don't know what he's saying. So this is a new Fairy Fencer F. Is it a sequel? Yeah, uh, it's not entirely clear. It's made. It's going to be it, made by Sting new, though. Who the did, main characters uh, are back? Yeah, yeah. 
It's made by Sting, I, though, is actually doing the development. They're, they did the Department Heaven games. Yeah, so they, they have a good, good games. Have, yeah, 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 they make good strategy Unlike RPGs, Compile so that's Heart. good. Though, bear, bear in mind, Sting also did the Hyper Dimension Neptunia Black Noir oh. strategy game. Yeah. Yeah. That and wasn't I kind of hated it, but I was also having a rough time when I was playing it. It's one of those that I bought and never got around to. Yeah. Should um, I go back and finish Fairy Fencer F Dark Advent Forces and see the end of the story? I'm in the, the second loop. Um, Ask your wife. She would know better She than would say I. yes, and I just can't. I need more. I need more pushing to go back and do that. <sighs> oh, um, we've got we... more. Lo- well, the good news is we've got more uh, Xenoblade Chronicle characters ma, and ma, gameplay ma, details. Ma, the ma, bad ma. news is that it's the freaking Nopons. Oh, you mean don't like the, the best part of Xenoblade? They can get on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> um, so we've got Riku and Manana. Manana, okay. Manana, Manana, guys, Ma-ma-ma. don't mention. Don't minion on me. Ma, ma, ma. I am ma, not ma. in the mood for minions. <laughs> um, so I, guess I love no pawns, and I ain't afraid to say it. You sound like you love minions too, from the sound of it. Uh, I did until they got annoying. I think they may have gone a bit too far with the minion thing. They were funny. And then they became the focus of DreamWorks animation. (laughs) Now I'm a little minioned out. (laughs) Illumination, not DreamWorks. Isn't it DreamWorks? No, it's Illumination. I I thought Shrek... Oh, not Shrek. Okay. Gosh. It's a completely different company. Oh, man. Chris, it's the company that's going to be putting out the Mario movie. You know who I... Oh, you're killing me. So what you're telling me is don't expect them to be named Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario in the movie? No. No? Okay. I I have yet to see a single watchable (laughs) Illumination movie. I like the first, um, uh, what's it, Dr. Evil, what's it name? Despicable Me. Despicable Me Me was good, and Sing was good. Did you not see either of those? No. Um, Sing isn't like high cinema or anything, but neither is Despicable Me. Despicably some good lines. It's so fluffy, I'm going to die. Um, stuff like that. And I've not seen Despicable Me's 2 or 3. Um, nor have I seen... I, I do recall watching the start of Secret Life of Pets, our disc being scratched, and then I read some stuff that was like, don't bother watching Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> so I never went back and finished that. <laughs> and uh, that's all I know about Illumination movies. I, I watched... The sets, the second Secret Life of Pets on a pl- on the plane to Japan, and it was sort of okay, but it's like this would be better as a TV show and not a movie. But it did have a really funny scene with a cat lady because they were they all they were trying to break into a crazy cat lady's apartment, and then the, all the cats were um, getting her to drive to go get wet food, and they like formed a cat Voltron to drive, and it was just so funny but mm. that was the only good part how do we get on this oh yeah no pawns um no, these these characters i guess can become the heroes that act as a temporary seventh party member and then you've also got another temporary character named, yeah and then another character named Assurd. but i want a permanent no pawn party member 
Do you also want the permanent member? Wait, did they say seventh? Yeah. Yeah. How many party members do you need? (laughs) Well, they they pair up in this one. Okay. So two people pair together to make the, like, whatever the kind of mech thing. The new blade thing. Yeah, Yeah. the new blade thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's more people. I was going to say, do you also want the seventh party member to make, like, the maid? Or not the maid, the uh, maid robot character, too? I'm thinking about it. She was pretty good, especially when she learned she was supposed to be his maid slave. <laughs> Which was, wasn't creepy at all. Nope, so not at all. <laughs> um, the game's cast are divided into three combat roles, attacker, defender, and healer. Um, you can take direct control of any of the main characters and... And be uh, really uh, bad uh, at the combat system like Chris. So... Just drop it down the easy. Then it gets easy. Oh, what did I say also, when I was playing Phoenix? I was playing Phoenix Immortal Rising. And I was like fighting this bear and like I can't do any damage. Like I should really run away. And I, and I stopped. I said, "No, I am an Elden Lord. I can do this." And then I did it because <laughs> I just started playing like Elden Ring. <laughs> and I realized I am such a freaking nerd. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm an Elden Lord. You cannot stop me, bear. <laughs> but still, it's like, wait, this is nothing. I've been through. I've been through Melania, Blade of Mikola, who has never known defeat. Surely, I can handle this bear. <laughs> I uh, I can't really judge because my hundred and fifty dollar Red Thirteen action figure just shipped this week. So <laughs> uh, it was great. Um. Oh, and in Xenoblade 3, there's going to be um, four different types of enemies, normal, elite, lucky, and unique. And I guess depending on which one it is, is going to base what loot drops, which is kind of neat. Oh, and you can also lure out single enemies at a time, which... I'm sorry, are we still talking about Xenoblade? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Being so, able to lure out enemies is going to be a nice change of pace. Rather than you know, aggroing the level 90 monster that's hanging around with the level 20s? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, game is going to release worldwide for Switch on July 29th. It's I can't quick. wait. I cannot wait. Hopefully it'll get a, get me through this drought. Um, And then... Uh, so, so Sony made some news about their new... Yeah, uh, subscription service. They released some details. They, yeah, they have some details of the games that they're going to put in this in this service. Seven hundred games and more value than ever. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, now, that's the except that's not the details we have today, is it? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Kind of, kind of like digging through the list, especially the older stuff in terms of RPGs is pretty slim. Yeah, well, they haven't announced 700 games. They gave us maybe 100 here, like... In that ballpark, yeah. <sighs> do I read through the whole list, or what do I do here? Oh, God, just, no. Just, okay. just read the RPGs. Okay, okay. So first off, the PS4 and PS5 games. What do we have for RPGs? We have Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demon uh, Souls. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um... No, oh, I, I was still in the first party. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Horizon Zero Dawn, but not Second Light, or whatever it's called. Um, Forbidden West. Yeah, whatever they named it wrong. Um, they did. They have um, 
No, that's it for that. And then third party games, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you said no, Celeste is not a nope. Um Final Fantasy fifteen Royal Edition. Yet another yeah. platform you can play that on for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Guardians of the Galaxy, did we cover that? Uh, yeah. Okay, Marvel's yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. There's one. Hollow Knight, do we cover that? I think so. Yeah, all right, cool. There's one. Outer Wilds, not an RPG, but really good. Um South Park, Fractured Butthole. Oh, Fractured Butthole. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's there. Yep. Um, yep, that's it. That's it for newer games. Then we have the quote-unquote classic games catalog, where uh, the pickings are a little bit slimmer. Uh, we get some PlayStation originals, like, you know, the original Hot Shots Golf and Jumping Flash. Sorry, those aren't RPGs. What do we got? Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud 2. Yeah. The PS4 ports of the PS2 games. Um, Ark the Lad, Twilight of the Spirits. Oh, yeah. Twi- yeah Ark the Lad. Rogue Galaxy. Rogue and Wild Galaxy. Arms 3. Okay. Okay. The one game I'm kind of excited for, and I already bought it on PSN. Third party. I yeah, go ahead. No, that, that was the other thing they announced, is that as they add support for older PlayStation and PSP games that if you bought those games digitally on the store, you're just going to get access to those, which is so great. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. now you have even less reason to buy the service. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the issue. <laughs> and that's, you know, they're only going to bring certain things to this service. It's probably going to be the Sony stuff. It's going to be the bigger thing. Well, the stuff they've announced here. so far is the easy stuff that was already ported and, and available digitally elsewhere. Like, Give me a break. All right, but continuing on, we got Bioshock Remastered. I think we cover that as an RPG. Borderlands The Handsome Collection. Um, and Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. All PS4 versions for those. Then you get some PS3 games. Unlike everything else that I listed where you get to download it, these are streaming only. Demon Souls for PS3. Yes, if you want to play the PS3 version instead... I don't the know PS- why, but you can. <laughs> the PS3 version where the servers are shut down? I don't know. Yes. <sighs> um, that's, uh, that's, uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Super Stardust RPG. HD is a good game, but, like, you don't need to stream it. Okay, whatever. Tokyo Jungle. Osiris Wrath. There you go. That's worth it. Osiris Wrath. It's basically an anime anyway, so watching that streaming's fine. Um... That's uh, Red Dead Redemption. No, that's not really an RPG, is it? Uh, okay, so, time limited game trial. Who cares? Oh, oh yeah, that that's another thing. Yeah, they're giving. They did trials. that already. They do yeah. that already, uh, and everyone already ignores them. But you can play a long trial of Forbidden West, three whole hours. Is it three hours? Two hours. Two hours. <laughs> Excuse oh. me. I'm, done. I'm being crazy talk here. Three hours, Chris. Come on. So the value proposition here is just, it's... it's hold on, hold I, on. Here's what you get every month. Okay. Play, if you have PlayStation Plus Essential, a monthly refresh will occur on the first Tuesday for the month with many new PS4 and PS5 games added to the service. Same as what PS, PlayStation Plus members get today. So, two? <laughs> like, yeah. what do you mean, many? <laughs> oh, with new, not many new. Just with new. Okay. Um, all right. And then plus extra and premium asterisk asterisk slash deluxe. Uh, that's the thing where some 
markets don't get the streaming. So, um, an additional monthly refresh will occur in the middle of the month with new games across PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium Deluxe plans. Okay, so what is the essential get that the other ones don't? The essential gets okay, yeah. Essential gets the current no. Essential is basically what PS Plus is now. So there's like a couple of monthly games along with the cloud storage. Okay. Extra extra gets you the PS4 and PS5 catalog uh-huh. plus that extra refresh. And then premium gets you access to the PS1, PS2, PS3, okay. and PSP catalog. And then <laughs> if you have deluxe, you can't do the streaming. So you don't get the streaming PS3 games. Right. Okay. And it's because they don't have streaming in your market. Well, that's uh, that's a freaking mess to navigate. So, <laughs> question of the week is: What game? Uh, no, what is it? What game would you get? What game that they put on that service would get you to bu- subscribe to that service, even if just for a month? What game that could they put up there that make you subscribe to that? See, that's the thing. Like Xbox has their value proposition down is that they're going to give you all the brand new Microsoft games. So if you're even just getting like if you're even just interested in one or two Microsoft games a year, that kind of covers your subscription. And then they are adding in so many other little indies like the value proposition for me works out on that. This it's just like it's all the same old Sony stuff that I've either played before or there's a reason that I haven't played it to this point. And I just don't see what the heck the value proposition is because they're not giving you anything even remotely you know, recent on, on PS five. Yep. Yeah. I don't see the value either. Especially if I bought a ton of PSP games cause the, like they were just on sale for ridiculously low prices. If they're going to add those for free, if I have bought them already, then I've got no reason. Yeah. And it would be great if they if Sony actually finally starts getting on board with doing some backwards compatibility because they've kind of dropped the ball, yeah. You know the the last few years on that, and Xbox has you know Microsoft has really made a big push on making everything across all their consoles work. But yeah, this this service just I I don't know I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> maybe you know they're going to keep adding stuff. Maybe maybe that'll change things, but. I I don't see signing up for this. I don't know if you you guys feel any different. Oh, I'm going to sign up. So really? I can hate it. I I, I so sign up for all these it. things. Like I like the streaming stuff. Yeah, I I guess at this point if it launches with this catalog as is, maybe I wouldn't sign up. <laughs> Cuz literally nothing on that list I want to play. Nope. But it is all stuff that's been on Game Pass or PS Plus. What or, I will do is know. keep an eye open for like crazy sales or exploits to get like lots of months of subscription for cheap. And mm-hmm. I will do that because I do like being a PlayStation Plus member. I do like getting those things. So I will continue with Essential. Um, just, uh, yeah, they're really not making me want premium deluxe or whatever it is because who wants to stream PS3 games? Why would I pay extra to stream PS3 games? I, yeah, that's I what they're want... saying right now. Like, yeah, that's all that it is, huh? It's just PS3 games? That's all you get extra for the premium deluxe? Well, like, well, you get the PS2, PS1, and PSP as Oh, well. the PS2 games. Oh, okay, all the old games are under that. Okay, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. That's the extra. Yeah, like, like Nintendo no, premium. is doing that's with the their premium. extra. Yeah. Extra is oh, God. the, <laughs> yes, extra yes, is yes. the current gen. 
but I don't care about Hopefully any of those care. either. <laughs> and they've already given me a handful of them. As you pointed out earlier, the one game I ha- on this list I haven't played that I want to play is Marvel Spider-Man. And they don't give you the PS5 version of Marvel Spider-Man. Nope. They give you the PS4 version for some reason. I have wanted to play Tokyo Jungle, and that game is quite rare. I thought they gave that free on PlayStation Plus at some point. Um, uh, not that I'm aware of. If it did, it was before I had started subbing. Well, there you go. There's your answer to the question of the week. Pay for premium so you can play Tokyo Jungle I, on uh, your PS5. That's probably not worth it. <laughs> probably, probably not. Eventually. Get get a deal where you get like a month for a dollar. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Definitely worth it for that. Uh, you think Sony's going to even do stuff like that? Yeah, I do. I do think that'll happen. Um, just because that's how marketing works, right? Uh, for a subscription okay. service, you always have free months to get people in. Oh. All right, so what's going on with Nexomon? They've got a physical bundle announcement. Yeah, they bundled up um, Nexomon and Nexomon Extinction. Probably the best is... Pokemon knockoffs so far. Yeah, although from what Matt was telling me, um, Extinction fixed all the problems with Nexomon. Yeah. So you really kind of have no reason to play Nexomon except for maybe story stuff. Yeah. Now, the, the, the teddy bear might annoy you in Extinction. We've heard that from some people. And other people, they love the teddy bear guy. So your mileage may be rising. The teddy bear. What's his name? You know, the guy with gl- goggles that runs around and is your companion and is all oh, the comic the relief. Is he a cat? Okay, yeah. whatever. He doesn't look like a cat. Oh, yeah, I guess he is. Coco. Yeah, Coco. No, he, he's the best part about Nexomod Extinction because he, he, he cracked me up. Coco is polarizing. I will leave it at that. And um, I like him. Anna likes him. Kelly likes him. Other people we've heard do not. <laughs> All right. But yeah, they're making a physical version. They're making a physical version and for the PS4 and Switch, and it'll be out later this year. <laughs> That's all we know. Um, there was also a physical version of Extinction. Just this is just bundling the bundle the two games with the two. Yeah. Okay. Hand of Merlin. That's how I. Sorry, that's how I got Nexomon was uh, birthday present. Nice. So Hand of Merlin was is yet another King Arthur tactical strategy type game. <laughs> is it another, are, or is this someone just getting so, released? No, there's so many of these now because there's like the the King Arthur is good. There's King Arthur is bad. Like the people who did Van Helsing have a whole series of King Arthur games, of which the current one where you you play as. Modred and he's resurrected from the dead. That's like the current one there. This is a different series and and this is a roguelite uh, RPG Hand of Merlin and releasing on June 14th. I think this one's completely new. <laughs> There's I don't I can't keep them all straight, Josh. I I think this what this shows is we need copyright law to change so that more stuff will fall into the public domain so we can get a wider variety of uh video game ad- adaptation i don't know josh things. um how many how many warhammer games were there last year i don't think <laughs> copyright's keeping that from happening <laughs> <laughs> just depends how willing the people who hold the license are to license it out <laughs> true <laughs> the caligula effect 2 is coming to pc in june so that's a new date for that june 23rd it's steam and epic game store so if you've been waiting for that, um, that's when it'll come to PC. PC. Yeah, because yeah. it's already been out in PS4. So yeah, PS4 and Switch. 
Hellpoint Blue Suns got some DLC. Uh, Next-gen versions are launching in July. Um, or Hellpoint is the game. Blue Suns is the DLC. Ooh. DLC is coming out July 12th. And there's a new story in a parallel dimension. Okay, whatever. You can read about it. I've never heard of Blue Sun or Hellpoint. Have I heard of Hellpoint? I don't remember. It, it sounds familiar. I'm glad you remember. I don't remember. It looks boring. This trailer That's why I moved it boring. to the new releases. Okay. Well, stuff coming in July. Oh, Pascal has a, t- a review of the PC version. So hold on. So uh, this this is a P- the PS the console versions is coming out in July, and this got a three and a half out of five. Oh, it's an action RPG, which means is this a Souls like? This is a Probably sci-fi fantasy soul like. Yeah. Oh. You're in a space station orbiting a black hole. All right, cool. Yep, I like that. I'm get. I care more than I did. So the you know you know those those Dark Souls likes they have to go with really obscure, hard to understand, but deep and interesting lore. I don't know why. I want one of those to come out and have actually understandable lore that's also deep and interesting. Or is that too hard to do? Uh, apparently it's easier when you can't you know like if you just can't understand it and it's yeah. impenetrable then you know like you can't tell is it a writing crutch <laughs> could be yeah all right gloomhaven's coming to consoles next year this has been on pc for a bit but uh they've got um the jaws and line dlc hitting pc and mac later this or this or this week and then the the console release is coming later the next year um so there you go this is if you want to play Gloomhaven but not set up the box. <laughs> it's also a TRPG adaptation, so I think that's a little different than the actual game. But you know, Gloomhaven. Hey, hey those those miniatures in the actual board game look amazing. You have to paint them all. Tempt- yeah. I, you don't have to, but I've been tempted to pick up the board game just to have something to paint. Isn't it really expensive and like a bazillion? Oh add-ons? yeah. Like- oh yeah. It's like they launched a new game and have as many things to buy as Warhammer. <laughs> I mean, it's expensive, but I believe it's still cheaper than your average uh, Warhammer miniature. Hmm. Hold on, we have a late-breaking news story. Late-breaking news, late-breaking news, late-breaking news from... EA is looking to sell or merge. There you go. From Kotaku. Like give back studios that they've trashed, like Bullfrog and Maxis. <laughs> oh wow, not. Kelly, did you see that Ugly Sonic shows up in the new Chippendale mo- movie? Oh, um, I think I did. That's amazing. I haven't had a chance to sit down for that yet, but it's prob- probably going to be later today. I care about that a lot more than the EA selling. <laughs> You you want my review of Chip Chippendale? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you that later tonight. Oh, the one and only ugly. He even bills himself as ugly Sonic. Oh, I gotta watch this movie, or do I not? <laughs> oh I, God. What? I, I I'm not seeing your video. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. They did it. He's at like a a, a Comic Con <laughs> selling merch <laughs> in a merch boot. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I like the the late yeah, there's a lot going on here. I love it. <laughs> okay. 
right. that, that's going to be what I watch. I can't uh, wait for this I, movie to come out <laughs> or in a way out? that I can watch it. It's, I thought you had Disney Plus. Oh, is it on Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh, all right. Anna and I need to watch this. <laughs> it's it's a better Space Jam 2, says Emperor Mythos. You know, I kind of d- didn't mind Space Jam 2, all things considered. I didn't watch it, so I heard bad things. I thought that it had a much more heartwarming story than the original, which was just Michael Jordan plays basketball. Because it was about um, LeBron James and his kid not wanting to be a basketball player. He wanted to be a game developer. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of spoke to me a little bit, you know, about expectations. Did they get that kid and, in line and make him a basketball player by the end? No. He, oh, okay. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll spoil the movie for you. No, he you don't have to. to E3 programming camp. E3 which, programming camp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, that's how that works. You're in the um, industry now. Sure. You've been to E3. You're now a slave for EA. Congratulations. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, it's worth it to watch just to see this um, basketball game that the supposedly 12-year-old kid actually managed to program. Uh-huh. Um, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. I need to put it on while playing Stellaris. The problem is when I play Stellaris... I get so sucked in micromanaging. I can't watch anything else. So I need, I need a game I can play while watching movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and, and not just that. The game also acknowledged that Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle was a thing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, not not for everybody. I, I thought it was charming. There you go. Okay. Uh, we have some editorial content up this week from oh, several gee- people. Do we have the review of the Uden Chronicle? Okay, I guess we need to read the Loot River one first. Loot River, this is the uh, Tetris Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, where you get to, you actually, you get to control the platforms, which is something we never understood from the from the trailers, uh, the way I watched the trailers. So it, it looks more doable than it did when we were watching the trailers. Unfortunately, our reviewer, who is uh, Ryan Costa, gave it a two and a half out of five. Which is that zone of like not not bad enough to hate, not good enough to love, you know? Mm-hmm. Repetitive roguelike is the tag for this review. So go check that out if you want more info about Loot River. Ayudan Chronicle River, uh, Rising review from Sam Wachter is up, and we get two and a half out of five, folks. Oh, man. <laughs> this is White Knight Chronicle territory. Be warned. I think I have to try this game. Chris, it's on Game no. Pass. It is on Game Pass. Oh. Yep. Oh well, then you're not spending any money. You're fine. I I made my mistake. Oh gosh, Kelly, why did I buy King's Bounty two? What was I thinking? That is what was I question. thinking? Oh, I know what I was thinking. I thought I was going to be able to do this exploit and have some fun breaking the game. And it turns out it didn't work out on console. Yep. Good job, Chris. Uh, Token Rambu Warriors is a game <laughs> it's the, the latest muso from the the people who make musos and it is going is oh this is the one with the mobile game oh that we talked about earlier we got an interview with right. the people making it the general they producer and producer the crossover okay there you go and we also have nino kuni nino kuni crossworlds an impression of that that came out this week it is a mobile game with a pc uh oh like 
version as well. Oh, yeah. look at this. Look at something happened with this article. There's a big square in the text. Look at that. If you're watching live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, you can see this weird text thing oh, going on here. That's it. The it, the thing didn't get copied well or some. It was an apostrophe. Yeah, I'm going to fix it right now. There was a smart quote or something, probably. Yeah, I, um, I deal with that with. Uh, there it is. Work copy all the time. <laughs> That's what happened when Kelly doesn't mute. Sorry. She sounds it like she's coughing to... through an old timey radio. Because <laughs> I put my hand on the mic. It was great, though. It's like. <laughs> well, we're getting a I transmission couldn't... from Kelly. She's coughing. <laughs> I couldn't get to the mute button quickly enough, unfortunately. <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, so Nino Kuni Crossworlds, is it any good? Alex seemed okay on it from the early impressions, but it's he he said he didn't really get to the part where, you know, obviously the MMORPG kind of monetization kicks in. So right. it's kind of so hard we to got, tell. We got four days till this launches for everyone. So Yeah. Oh, you play a beta tester for a vi- virtual reality game called Soul Divers. Oh goodness. And then what, do you get stuck in the world? Of course. Of course. Because it's Nino Kuni, and it's about going to another world. The another world. Remember that? Oh, I don't want this. Do I have to eat this? Oh. My wife made me lunch, and it's like fish and vegetables and crap. It's like stuff that's healthy. Yeah, I don't want it. It's sad. (laughs) I asked if I have to eat it. She just smiled at me. Like, she couldn't even give me a a glare of anger. It was just like, haha, I know you're going to eat this. You're going to like it, and you're going to be healthy. Deal with it. Like, oh, man. <sighs> Thank you, Anna. Uh... That sounded very dejected. Because uh... it's polite. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, have... <laughs> we have another transmission coming in from Kelly Ryan. Tell us, what oh, do you see there it. in the vortex? Um, a lot of phlegm. A lot of phlegm in the phlegm tissues. dimension. <laughs> JRPG That's study it. time. Check this out. For Trent Gleason, Dragon Quest II distilled CRPG complexity for the mainstream. What? <laughs> I don't know what about this him means. playing Dragon Quest II for the first time. All right. And then studying it or what? Yeah. It's, it's only a few paragraphs, so can't be that hard to follow. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So t- kind of saying what are observations about the, the genre as a whole. Now, keep in mind, he's playing one of the remakes. So that's a little interesting to make those sorts of abstractions. But still, um, there you go. Yeah, because the remakes are a bit friendlier than the original was. Yeah. But um, also, just, you don't have to tab. choose to go upstairs. So I do I do like it. <laughs> Please use the stairs. Oh, man. So so what games are coming out this week? All right. We have a few. Dungeon Defenders Awakened hits PS4. I feel like that comes out every week for another platform. Nino Kuni Cross Worlds, the one we were talking about, PC, iOS, and Android, hits on May 25th. Token Rondu Warriors, that's that mo- uh, that Muso game based on the uh, mobile game that we have the interview up for. And Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy hits PS or PC. PC. That's the word I wanted. PC. What is Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy? I don't actually know. What do you do in Unexplored 2? You explore. 
All right. That's fair. I, I was asking for that, huh? Um, Barely. Yeah. All right. Looks like you run around and explore things and then talk to heal. Is there tactical combat or something in this? I don't know. It's already out on some platform. Like consoles, I guess. So That kind of just sounds like the uh, the anti-point of the game. Whoa. You explore stuff, but you're unexploring. Here's a big... Uh, leaves early access this week, so I guess that's what's going on. There's a big old snaky centipede thing dude's got to deal with. So it is a charming role-playing game with a board game style overworld and procedurated gen- procedurally generated environment says half class gaming. And uh, yeah, sounds like it's worth checking out. And um, I don't, Oh, there's a time. Nope. That, that was earlier. So I don't know uh, a cheap way to try this out, but uh, you can try it out. Oh, this was in the, the switch thing. Yeah. Oh, he threw a stick at a big eyeball thing. So, yep. Looks like puzzles and stuff, too. So, you can try that out. Um, Let's see. What else? Um, Upcoming on our site, anything that I missed in the release? Nope, nope, nope. Uh, 30th is after next week. So, okay. Yeah, that's it, Josh. What are you going to play out of those? Anything? I gotta finish Valkyria Chronicles and then decide what I'm gonna do with the rest of my video gaming life. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Unexplored Two is the one you should look at. Yeah, but of course, what we will do is uh, we'll play. We'll all play Nino Kuni Cross Worlds on our phone. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't think so, Chris. Oh no. Okay. What are you gonna play, Kelly? Then probably more Elden Ring. Oh, you mean yeah, some yeah, Elden no, Ring at all? Try that. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets here tomorrow. All right. Um, Watch, I'm going to get hooked, and tomorrow's the last day of my vacation. I'm sorry. Eh. Wouldn't be the first time, wouldn't be the last. I am going to play more Slay the Spire, for sure. Um, I have to see through the end of my empire in this current game of Stellaris to see if we take over the galaxy or get beaten down into nothingness. Um, And I don't know what else. Oh yeah, more yeah, actually just all the things I've been playing, I think I'll just continue to play. Phoenix Rising. So those are all that's all good enough, right? Mm-hmm. I should be playing yeah. more fourteen, but of course, as usual, I'm procrastinating on it. And what else? I think that's it. Ooh. And there's nothing like hitting Game Pass or anything for me to try. But if anything interesting no. comes out that's outside of our genre but like everyone's talking about, I might give it a go just cause I've been having fun lately. I'm in one of those times of my life where I enjoy playing new things randomly that just people start talking about. So mm-hmm. I might keep doing that. Then eventually I get burned out doing that. And I have to play old games that I really, Oh, final fantasy six. I'm going to wrap that up tomorrow. That's oh, going to cool. be the end. So, uh, if you're here, twitch.tv slash RP gamer in the afternoon, come check it out. Okay. That's all I got sounds fun oh everyone go have fun this week and um uh no i don't have nothing to say all right cool um hi my cat's on the stream hopefully i will be able to uh breathe again yeah by the time the cast comes by wednesday crap because i gotta do backtrack too Oh, uh, my other cat, Scamper, uh, doesn't have FIP, it seems. So that's good. And his eyes are getting better. Um, So he went from having uveitis, which is cloudy eyes, 
to an eye infection, which is red and 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 swollen eyes, to just inflamed eyes, but no redness. So his eyes are kind of misshapen, and we think it's because from too much steroids treating the other things. <laughs> so I'll give you an update next week to see what next thing his eyes throw at us. But right now, he still can see, and he still has his eyes. That situation may change. <laughs> um, as somebody who also has a money pit cat for hospital bills, I feel your pain. Oh, but Kelly, I have insurance for this cat. Vaughn, I don't know if we should get cat insurance. <laughs> well, they don't cover pre-existing conditions, but uh, it's up to you. Oh, okay. Would stomatitis be considered a pre-existing condition? If she's been diagnosed with it already, yes. Yeah. Ah, lovely. Uh, well, I, I don't know why I'm surprised. I mean, t- tooth care is expensive for humans, so of course it's going to be for cats, but it still doesn't make the $700 vet bill any no. less shocking. Yeah, I hear you. But that's why we have savings. Mm-hmm. Um, do- donate to your local shelter so that they can help with that stuff, too. All right. And with that, we're going to see you all next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Answer the question of the week at the show thread over at rpgamer.com. Find the uh, RPG cast entry and leave a comment about what game will get you to subscribe to PS3's, PS4, PlayStation's subscription service. And um, that's it. Go have fun. Catch up on all the games before all the announcements come out next month. So, mm-hmm. till then, goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.